to Malachi chapter number uh, one. Malachi chapter number one. And, uh, and yes, I, I did bring a couple pictures, but uh, I'll let you guys see those in just a sec. But uh, in uh, Malachi chapter one, which is the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter one. And uh, as soon as you find it, if you'd stand, Malachi chapter 1 and verse 11. And Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. And it reads, For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place, incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord God of hosts. You may be seated. And uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, thank you uh, for this time we can come together and uh, worship you, Lord. And uh, we thank you for all that you've done today. And we just uh, pray that you continue to bless, Lord. And I just pray that you'd be with me as I uh, preach this message, Lord. I pray that you'd uh, uh, just may your word be preached and may... Uh, what you have to be said, be said, Lord. And I just pray that you be of all those listening and help them to get something from this message, Lord. And we'll thank you for it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, uh, it'll be a couple pictures, I guess. And uh, so I'll go down.
okay. Those are just some of the pictures. That, uh, I think I had just about all the churches we went to. We went to uh, nine different churches and uh, spreading all the way from, uh, I think there was two in Vancouver, and then uh, there was two in Burnaby, which is right next to Vancouver. It's just east of it. And uh, then if you go more east, there's Langley, and that's where another church was. You go more east than that, there's Abbotsford. There's a church there, and we went up uh, seven and a half hours north of that to uh, a town called Quinell, and then another hour and a half north of that to a town called Prince George. And uh, all the other nine churches, and uh, most of them had big days and stuff we were helping with, but really we got to see the Lord do a whole lot, and uh, we got to be a part of it, and we also got to see we got to go fishing a day and caught that big whopper. and. And uh, all that good stuff, and uh, we uh, we really got to see a lot, and uh, and then also really we got to meet so many different kinds of people, and so many people there uh, serving the Lord from around the world. Uh, we we had um, lunch or we had dinner at one lady's house, and uh, she actually was saved in China by a uh, Engli- by her English teacher there, and uh, as she was teaching her English, uh, she shared the gospel with her, and she got saved. And then she came to Vancouver, and actually, on her, uh, she was having a little webcam discussion with uh, a Chinese national pastor there in China, and I got to say hi to him, even though we didn't, I didn't speak Mandarin and he didn't speak English, but, but we kind of tried to say hi to each other, and, and then we also we we met a, a couple from uh, that they're originally from the Philippines, but they lived in Dubai in uh, the Arab, United Arab Emirates, and uh, they actually got saved there in Dubai. And uh, we met that family, and we met another family who they uh, worked in Saudi Arabia and actually went to an underground church there in Saudi Arabia. And we met so many other people from all around the world. We, we met people from everywhere. And uh, it was just a blessing to see that the Lord works around the world. And that he works in any heart that is, uh, that is willing and ready. And uh, it was just a blessing to see all of that. And uh, really, and it kind of ties in with this passage. It says, For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord God of hosts. And really, around the world, people are serving the Lord, and there are people worshiping God all around this world. And I mean, just just like with some of these examples I gave, where these people that I met, that they lived everywhere. They lived, I mean, we met people that lived in China. We met people from India. We met people from Japan and Korea. We met people from all over Africa. We met people from everywhere. And they all were serving God. And it just shows that anyone can serve the Lord. It doesn't matter who you are, how much you make, what color you are, whatever it is. Anyone can serve the Lord. And, I mean, we can even see that here in this church. I mean, really, it's, it's a it reminds me kind of a little bit of Vancouver, how, uh, how there is diversity and we all are united in one cause, and that's to serve the Lord. And, uh, and we see this even in the Bible, it says, in Revelation 5, 9, it says, And they sung a new hymn, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And here we see that anyone, there's, this is in Revelation after 
uh, everything has, well, this is before the tribulation period, but it's right before it. And this is all those that are in heaven that were saved. And they're from all over the world. They're not just people who were lucky enough to live in this part of the world or this part of the world, but they're from all over the world. And we can see that here in this passage, that there are people serving around the world. But the thing is, is soon everyone will know, but some won't have the opportunity to call on the Lord. As if you turn in your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter number 2, and we can see this, that sure, not everyone believes God now, but everyone will believe that Jesus is Lord but it'll be too late. And in Philippians chapter number 2, in verse 9, it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And we see here that everyone will know this does not mean that everyone will be saved. I wish it were true, but sadly, so many people reject him, and so many people don't even have the gospel presented to them because, sadly, many times we don't go the extra mile like the Bible tells us to, to bring the gospel to those. And sure, everyone will hear, but it'll be too late for many, many people. And I just want to like to ask you this question. Are you being faithful to where God has placed you? Are you being faithful to this place here where God has placed you to serve Him, to have the gospel proclaimed around the world? Are you being faithful in this place? I know I can see that we are being very faithful here in many aspects because in the two Sundays I've been here, there are people who are joining the church, getting baptized. There are people, I heard that uh, at your vacation Bible school just before I got here, you had 100 kids. And that's just awesome to see that the Lord is working here and that you're being faithful serving the Lord here in this place. But I just would like to ask you, could you do a little bit more here or there? Because I know there's a lot of people here that just do a little bit of the work, and there's a few people here that are doing a whole lot of the work. And it's that it's in so many churches that's the case, where there's a couple people who are just doing it all. And then there's a whole lot of people doing just a little thing, and they think, wow, I'm doing something great here. I... Man, I, uh, I shook that guy's hand, and man, I'm doing a work for the Lord. And, but, I mean, it's, but so many times, that's how we think. We think, wow, I'm doing something awesome. I'm really working hard. But in all reality, you're not really sacrificing at all to serve him. And, and many times, there's so many people that just do the little thing, and they don't, really, they, they, they don't really try too hard, but they think they are. They like to think they are, and... But there are the few people that really are serving hard, and they're serving with all their heart. And I just want to encourage you all to serve the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your mind, because the Lord has commanded us to. That's the greatest commandment. And that's what God has commanded us to do. And one of the parts of being faithful to this place, being faithful to where God has placed you, is to help to reach out to the world. To be a faithful servant here in this place, you also need to reach out to others as well. If you just keep to yourself and and don't reach out to others, then you're not being faithful to what God's given us. God has given us so much being here in America. I know many of you have uh, visited or lived in other countries, 
and you see that the Lord has blessed this place far above and beyond other places. And we take that for granted so often, but we can't. We need to realize that God has given us this. He's given this to us for our purpose, to help to reach out to those that need it. And it's just so vital that we understand that. And the Bible says in Mark sixteen fifteen, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And the reason why Christ commanded this of us is because in, uh, in Romans chapter 10, and if you turn in your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 10, I'm going to turn to a lot of passages, so just, uh, just be ready, I guess. But, uh, but in Romans chapter number 10, it gives us the reason why we must go and preach the gospel to every creature. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, How then shall I call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, how many of you want beautiful feet? Raise your hand. Well, here you go, right here. For all you that have ugly, stinking, hairy feet, right here, there you go. Just go out and preach the gospel. But seriously, if, if you preach the gospel, if you go out into all the world, if we use our resources, use what God has given us to reach out to the world, the Lord can do so much. He wants to do so much. When little is in it, God, is, God does so much more. Little is much when God is in it. And it's just so amazing to see the Lord do so much, th- so many things. Just being in Canada, really, the largest church we went to was probably about this size. And that was a big church. That was, a, I'm pretty sure it was the biggest Baptist church in British Columbia. And it was about this size. And on, other than two churches, every other church that we went to, seven churches either rented a community center or rented out another church building, or something like that, because they simply, because some, everything's so expensive, and because they just didn't have the members to support a building, and they just couldn't find the building, couldn't find what they needed. But here in this place, we, this building would be, it, it'd just be amazing if, if a church in British Columbia had a building like this. It would cost, I mean, honestly, I, there were churches that needed to have a building like this. It would be such a blessing if they could, but it, there's just no way they could have it because they aren't, haven't been given things like the Lord has given us. And it's just so humbling to see that the Lord has blessed us so much. And I just encourage you to not take it for granted. And uh, the Lord, he blesses anywhere. And in those same churches, the Lord was doing great things. In those same churches, in one, one community center, um, at one church on their sixth anniversary, they had 145 people when their regular attendance is probably around 75. And, they, and it was probably partly because they had around 30,000 flyers that they brought out um, all around the outlying cities. But it's just amazing to see that the Lord works. And people were saved. And, and it was just amazing to see that the Lord did so much even if it wasn't the biggest church, even if they didn't have their own building. But the Lord can do anything in any situation if the people are willing. And really, uh, God has even broken down this task into regions. He's broken down 
how we're to reach the world. He's broken it down for us. But first, I'd just like to give a little challenge out, I guess, to uh, some of the teens and maybe some of the younger ones as well. I know many of them are back in the um, Pioneer Club, but to the teens at least, and even to some of the uh, younger adults, just be willing to do, just be willing to serve the Lord and do something, to do something for Him. There are Mormon missionaries who are my age and even younger that are willing to spend two years of their life. They're willing to spend two years and go somewhere and pay for it. All themselves, and them and their parents, go out and spend two years of their lives and spread a false gospel. But so many times there are thousands of teenagers in Baptist churches that aren't even willing to spend a couple weeks somewhere to serve the Lord, to, to go out somewhere and do something for Him. So many times there's thousands of teenagers that, and even young adults, and I, I know even adults sometimes, because they have families that, that might not be able to happen, but that they, they just don't even think. They don't even, they say, well, this is my time. I'm not going to, that's way too long. But I just challenge you to spend a couple weeks or a month or maybe two months just to see the Lord do something. Because when you go out and rely on him to do something, he'll do it. And it's just amazing to see what the Lord will do. And I just challenge you to, to not hold your time on, hold on to your time like it's, like it's your time. Because it's not. The Lord has given you that time. And I just encourage you to, to use that time wisely. And maybe, maybe a summer, sure, yeah, it's the time you have off of school. And you don't want to just want to lay around and do nothing. But just go out and do something. I know there are pastors around the world that would love to have somebody to come and help them out for a couple weeks or a month or two. And I mean, like there's one pastor I met that we didn't even get to go to because he was about 20 hours north of where Vancouver is. And he had just been there for a couple years and he just said, it would be awesome if I could have somebody just help me, just help me for a little bit because it's just, there's so much to do, but I just, I can't do everything. And I just encourage you to be willing to do that, to be willing to do whatever God would have you to do. And be willing to go out and maybe, maybe serve him for a summer or for a couple weeks or whatever it is. But just be willing to do what he leads you to do. And God has broken down this, this task, as I said before. And in Acts chapter number 1, if you turn with me to Acts chapter number 1, it shows how he's broken it down for us. He's broken this task down to kind of help us. Because many times we... We get overwhelmed with things. We think it's way too big for us. But he's broken it down for us so we can kind of take it bit by bit and kind of work our way out and and spread the word that Jesus saves. And in uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And here... In this passage, it breaks it down into four areas. And that's what I'd like to share with you tonight. I'd like to share with you, just briefly, four areas that we must reach in order to be faithful to God's call and God's will in our lives in this place. And the first area, as we can see in the, the text, is Jerusalem. In, all, in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem can be this town right here, this town of Roanoke Park, California. 
94928. <laughs> this area right here. This is our Jerusalem right here. This is where God has put us. This is where Jerusalem was the place where God had the apostles after he ascended. And this is the place God has put us here today. And I know Pastor just preached on it last Sunday about one of the best ways we can be faithful in this place, and that's to come to church. Just like what Pastor preached last Sunday, just be faithful to come to church. Just when, because God meets here at this place when we come, when two or three are gathered together in His name, He will be in the midst of us. And I just encourage you, like in Hebrews 10, uh, like Pastor said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. But we, need to, we just need to come and be faithful to come here to this church. And I, I've, I've seen it just being here for a week, um, being back, that so many of us, so many of you are being faithful to just to come to church. And I encourage more of you to come on Wednesday nights because it, it's, it's a help, it's a blessing that throughout the week, the middle of the week, when you kind of get down, when you kind of get tired out, that you can come and get refreshed in the, the word of the Lord. And I just encourage you to come and to be faithful here at this place. And assembling together is more than just coming and sitting down in the pew and singing and listening to preaching, but it's work sometimes. Sometimes it's getting out and, and being a part of something that the church is doing, going out and inviting people to church, going out and um, running a vacation Bible school or having uh, the Pioneer Club or whatever it is. Assembling together is more than just sitting down in a pew. But many times it's actually working and serving Him. And it can be work sometimes. And I know we all don't really like work, especially on Sunday. We think, oh, it's my day off. I I don't want to work today. But many times (laughs) that's what it takes to run a church is work. And I just encourage you to be willing to work and not just to sit down and, and do nothing, but to be willing to do whatever it takes to have this church run and grow and flourish in the work of the Lord. And a passage that a pastor used this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you turn into your Bibles with me, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, and it says in verse number 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and it says, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And we see here that we're all working together. This isn't just a one-man job. And don't take it on like it's a one-man job. Take it on like there's people to help you. I know many times people won't help you, but encourage them to help you. And I encourage you to be willing to help others. And bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And just be willing to serve him. Be willing to serve in this place. Be willing to work together as a body. Because for my hand to grab something, I need all the fingers to work together. Or it's just going to fall right out of my hands. And in every aspect of our body, we need our body to work together for it to accomplish something. And the same is true in this church. We need everyone to work together for this church to go forward. We need just 
a, one, a spirit of one accord in this place. And I know I've seen it. We just need to keep it and keep working together and getting more active in this place in Jerusalem, our Jerusalem, Roanoke Park. And then the second part, the second area we need to, uh, to search out and to reach is all Judea. And that can be the neighboring towns of this place. Towns like Santa Rosa, Roner, uh, like Petaluma, like Katadi, like uh, Novato, even going down to San Rafael and uh, different areas like that. Areas around this place that don't have a gospel witness, that don't have someone to preach the gospel. And we need to reach out to those places that have no church. And uh, I'm not exactly certain, but as far as I know, if you head up from San Francisco, up the 101 to Rohnert Park, we're the first gospel-preaching Baptist church all the way up to Rohnert Park from San Francisco. That means there are thousands and thousands and even 100,000 people from here to San Francisco that have no gospel witness at all. And we need to reach out to those people. We need to reach down and, and search out those people because how can they hear it unless someone preached the gospel to them? How will they know that Christ can save their soul if they don't hear it, if we don't go out and tell them that Jesus saves? And Jesus Christ, he did this. In Mark chapter 1, verse 38, it says, And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. And the Lord, he wasn't willing just to stay where he was born, stay where he lived, but he, he wanted to go out and reach the others that needed the gospel message. And in Luke 14, it says, And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And we need to go out down the highway. We need to go out into the boonies somewhere. I don't know. We need to go out and reach those that need to be reached. We need to go out and be willing to go out. And how many of you commute to work? How many of you, let let me see, how many of you drive more than a half an hour to work every day? Raise your hand. We got a couple, two or three. And how many of you have to drive at least a half an hour to come to church? Raise your hand. We've got a couple. And there are some already from the outlying area that come here to this church. But the sad thing is, is many times people aren't willing to come to a church on a Sunday if they have to drive a half hour. But I've seen it at In-N-Out Burger, people driving an hour or more to come and have a burger. I, I mean, it's, it's very true. I mean, you can ask Dalton. People will drive to come to In-N-Out. And now this is a true story. I, had the, I was working, and Dalton might have even been working that time, but we got this big order, and they wanted us to wrap it, like just package it as well as we could, keep it as closed up as we could. And it was a big order, and we asked them, well, why do you need this packed up so tight? Why do you need all this done? And they said, oh, we're going to catch a flight to Maryland today, and we're going out, and we wanted to share some of the in and out with our friends. And uh, I just, I couldn't believe it. You're going to take these burgers all the way to Maryland. I just, I mean, people will go extreme lengths to get something that they want. But you know what? If the Lord changes a life, those people will drive a half hour to come to church to learn of the Lord. But we need to go out and tell them first. 
They're not going to come here if they don't know about it. We need to go out and reach those that haven't been reached. They haven't even heard it before. And we need to go out and reach those that need to hear it because they'll come. Because if the Lord changes their hearts, they'll come. They'll listen. And it's, it's just ridiculous sometimes that people will drive long distances to eat some food, but they won't drive more than 10, 15 minutes to come to a church. But people will if Christ changes their lives. And first off, we need to be faithful here in Jerusalem. And then second off, we need to be faithful here over in all Judea. And then thirdly, we need to be faithful way over here in Samaria. We need to be faithful in Samaria. Now, Jerusalem was the capital of Judea. And that was, in, uh, and that was down in Judea. And then Samaria was up here in Israel, the northern kingdom. And that was a little farther away than Judea. They had to go a little bit farther north. They had to go a little bit farther to reach those people. And the same is true with us. We need to go out and reach not just the people here in this area, in, in the Bay Area and uh, the Valley here or whatever it is, but we need to reach out even farther than that. And to, to reach out, I mean, we, we just need to be willing to help others. Because there are churches around this state and around this country that are serving the Lord. And sometimes we think that we're isolationists and we shouldn't have any part to do with anyone, even if they serve the Lord. We need to just stay to ourselves and not help out anyone or anything. And uh, we, we have an obligation to help others that are doing the work of the Lord. But if they refuse it, then that's all we can do is offer it. And many times, sadly, people do reject help because they think they can do it by themselves. And uh, something I saw up in Canada that was really awesome was the, the close-knit way that all the churches work together up there. There was one, the big church there was called the Greater Vancouver Baptist Church, and it was about this size. And it helped most of, if not all, the churches in that same area of uh, the lower mainland that uh, they helped start most, if not all, those churches in that area. I mean, a pastor came up and said, we really feel like we're gonna, we need to start a church here. And they helped them. They'd send out workers. I, I know one church, they sent out workers to teach Sunday school and different things like that for a whole year. They sent out workers to help start that church. And for big days, they'll send workers over from different churches. All the churches will work together. I know at that big uh, tent meetings that we had on Canada Day, I think we had a picture or two of it, we had uh, three different pastors, well, they had the pastor of the church plus two other pastors of neighboring churches that preached there, plus they had another uh, Korean pastor and a Filipino pastor and a Chinese pastor come and all preach at those meetings because they all have a close-knit, they understand that it takes, it takes us to work together to see more done for the Lord. If we just stick to ourselves and don't help others or not willing to let others help us, then the, Lord, the Lord's work won't be done as much as it could be or should be done. And we need to learn to work together. And I know I'm not encouraging us to whatever church comes by and says, yeah, we want to uh, do something with you. I'm not saying that, oh yeah, sure, okay, yeah. Nick said uh, help out everybody, so let's help out everybody. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if there's a church that serves the Lord and preaches the gospel and believes the Bible, 
that needs help or is wanting to help us in some way or another, that we need help, then we should be willing to do that. Because the more people working together for the cause of Christ, the more will be done for the cause of Christ. And I just encourage you to be willing to help and be helped if so needed. And, uh, and if you turn in your Bibles with me to uh, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter number 8, and starting in verse 4, it talks about how that, uh, this happened. And it didn't necessarily happen the way that these, uh, these people in uh, Jerusalem wanted it to happen. But the same thing happened um, in this passage, how that uh, they spread out. They didn't just stay in Jerusalem and serve there. That's what they wanted to do, but the Lord had different plans. And in Acts chapter 8, and verse number 4, it says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto these things which Philip spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And here we see that these people were scattered abroad. They had to go out, and they had to help each other to do it. They couldn't just all go in different directions and just do something. Everyone's starting their own church, and there's 5,000 churches out there somewhere. And, and they, did, they didn't do that. They helped each other, and they helped Philip, and they helped others to start churches and to preach the word there in Samaria in the outlying areas, a little farther out than maybe here in this area. Maybe up in Northern California, a little farther up. Maybe uh, down in Central California somewhere, or maybe over in Nevada, or I don't know, wherever it might be. But they were willing to stretch out just a little bit farther to help those that needed the help. And that's how we need to be willing. And one of the best ways to help out others is, I know money is short many times, and we're using our money as wisely as we can in many areas, as many areas as we can, but one of the best ways is just to pray for those serving the Lord around this country, because this country needs gospel preachers. This country needs the gospel being preached, because as we all can see, there's a lot of stuff going on in this country that I know a lot of us don't like. There's a lot of things going on in this country that shouldn't be going on, and we need the gospel to be preached. We need good, fundamental, Bible-believing churches to get started. We need these churches to start and to grow and to preach the gospel. Because with these things, that's how this country will be changed. It's not the politicians, because we know that the politicians aren't exactly the best of people many times. It's the churches in this country that are going to change this country back to what it should be and what it once was. And we need to pray for these churches and pray for these Bible believers, these Baptists that need our prayers, including ourselves. And I just encourage you that first off, we need to be faithful here in Jerusalem. And then we need to be faithful over there in Judea and way over there in Samaria. And then finally, we need to be faithful way out here, way out here, somewhere out here in the uttermost parts, way out here. We need to be faithful to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I know we all know about missions. I mean, we just had a missions report from Brazil, and we see that the Lord is working in so many areas, way out here in the uttermost parts. And it's, it's amazing sometimes to see that the Lord does so much out in places where you don't think anything could happen. And it's amazing to see that the Lord will work anywhere and everywhere. And we just need to be faithful, continue to be faithful to support missionaries, continue to be faithful to pray for them, continue to be faithful 
to see the Lord's work done around this world. We need to be faithful in every area. I know we know about missions. We know we need to do it, but I encourage you to stay faithful at it and to give just a little bit extra to those missionaries because I know they could need it. And even like that challenge I gave out, to even go out and maybe help them out. You don't have to go out for your entire life and serve there, but maybe just go out for a summer or something like that. Just because the Lord can, if you just give him a little bit, he'll do a whole lot with it. And I just encourage you to do that, to be willing to help and to encourage and to be a blessing to the, all those in the uttermost parts of the earth. And we're commanded to do that. In Matthew 28, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And we're commanded to go out into all nations, not just here in Roner Park, not just out over maybe the next couple cities, not just the United States, but everywhere. We're commanded to go everywhere and, do, and to, to help reach anyone and everyone that we can. And we can even see this, uh, this whole cycle uh, shown to us here in Acts chapter 13. If you turn in your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 13, this is the final passage. Acts chapter number 13, and it kind of, it tells us and shows us that this little cycle works of being faithful here in this place, then reaching out to those areas real close to us, and then reaching out to those areas a little bit farther, and then reaching out to the uttermost part, reaching out to wherever we can. And we can see that cycle work here in Acts 13. And it says in Acts 13, verse number one, now there were in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simon that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and uh, Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Now, this church was at Antioch. And Antioch wasn't in Jerusalem, it wasn't in Judea, it wasn't in Samaria, but it was in the uttermost part. See, that church in Jerusalem started there, and then they spread out and reached those in Judea, and then they spread out to those in Samaria, and then this church in Antioch was started way up in Syria. And we see that as they reached out little by little to those areas, then the cycle repeated itself. That church in Antioch, they reached out to those and they helped out those in Samaria and they helped out those in Jerusalem and they helped out other churches in the area and then they sent out missionaries to go reach those in uh, the, the, the West to go up to uh, Greece and to Ephesus and to uh, Colossae, Colossae and all these areas. They sent out these missionaries and saw the cycle repeated again. And that's really the key. I can see it, I've seen it in other churches in other countries where that church is reaching out to those areas near them and out a little bit farther to help those churches out, maybe a little bit farther out, and also sending out missionaries themselves. And this is what this church is doing here. And I just encourage you to continue to be faithful here in this place and to use this model God has given us, not to try and think up your own way of doing it, thinking up how you think it might work, but just to do what God has called us to do and be faithful to do that simple thing that he's called us to do, and that's to reach the world. And the best way to reach the world is to first get yourself close and right with God. Because if you're not close and right with God, he's not going to work through you at all. 
If you're a dirty vessel filled with something else, he's not going to speak through you at all. And I just encourage you to get clean and right and close to God before you try and reach out to others because you'll just make a fool of yourself. And I just encourage you to stay close to God and stay close in your devotions to God and to continue to be faithful to reaching here in this place and out to Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts and see the Lord do a great work here in this place. And he'll continue to bless if you just are faithful with with what God has given us in this place. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this message, Lord. I thank you for this truth that you've given us, Lord, that if we just are faithful with what you've given us, Lord, that you will do great and mighty things, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you've blessed this place so much in so many areas, Lord. I just thank you that people are being saved, people are becoming members of this church, people are wanting to grow in you, Lord. We thank you for what you've done and blessed us with, Lord. And we just pray to continue to do it and continue to help us to reach others and reach this world for Christ, Lord. And we'll give you the praise and glory for it all, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.